Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. So I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. These episodes are recorded from my live Discord sessions where people from my community ask their questions all about family law and I try to answer them. If you would like to take part and ask a question yourself, I welcome you to join my Discord by clicking the link in my profile. Obviously, everyone that asks me a question knows that they're being recorded live for the podcast and I'm not giving advice. All I'm doing is making sensible suggestions and signposting. So, enjoy the episode. Uh, Louise, what's your question? I do to um, have a first hearing on financial matters yes. on the 7th of February. Yeah. Uh, it's looking at the moment he hasn't put in his for me. Yeah. So, if it's adjourned, how many times can he actually not do it before something can be done? So generally, the court will adjourn the first appointment off once and then at the second first appointment, if you like, the adjourned one, they'll want to know why um, he hasn't complied with the order. So what generally happens is the first appointment gets adjourned and relisted again. And then we have a first appointment and then it goes off for an FDR, which is your second one. And sometimes that can be adjourned. If it keeps happening... The court does have the power to make an order in the absence of his information. Right. So it won't go yeah. on and on and on. Right, so twice likely, and then from there on it might get sorted. And then it might get sorted, absolutely. It will depend on what you're asking the court for. Because, of course, the more you're right. asking the court for that you need evidence for, the more likely they are to adjourn the matter off. You know, if it comes to right. it, you're asking for a clean break and therefore you don't want anything from him, they'll make that order quicker in the absence of evidence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, there is stuff to be sorted out. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. So you, you okay. might you might Brilliant. face a couple of adjournments then? I, yeah. Well, I haven't had yet. I would say there could be the first one coming up soon. Yeah, all okay. right. Okay, thanks, okay, Louise. Then. Okay, Thank bye-bye. Bye. Just wanted to know, is a conditional order important for a divorce or not? Absolutely. You have to have your conditional order before you can submit your financial order to the court. If you send your financial order and you don't have your conditional order, the court will send it back and say, where's your conditional order, please? So the order of events is conditional order, financial order, and then the final order for your divorce, okay? Olg, you are up next. What's your question? When you have a date in court and... Um... Um, uh, judge orders you to do something. Yeah. Um, I usually send you a letter after to, to, like, to put it in writing what you've been ordered to do. Yes, so you'll get an order. You'll get an order from the court. Um, yeah, so the court will, um, will, will send you out a sealed order. Um, uh, when, can I ask, Olg, when you went to court, was there a solicitor in the room acting for you or the other side? No, no both of us didn't have a solicitor. <clears throat> okay. Um, and did the court say that they would write the order up or were they expecting one of you guys to send it in? Oh, the, the, she didn't say anything. The judge just ordered my husband to provide some documents and she ordered me to find a um, pension valuation company who uh, would look into our pensions. And <clears throat> when, when we left, she, she didn't say like if she, she will send anything or not. When we, when we left the courtroom, I asked one of the assistants, um, what's happening now? Are we going to receive a letter? And she said, yeah, you'll be sent a letter. But it's now six months later. Six months? Oh, okay. Now, you're going to have to chase the court for that. It would not take six months. I mean, you should have had your second hearing date by now. 
So you're going to have to go back to the court using your court number. You can email them using your um, case number and say, this was the date of the last hearing. We still haven't received a court order or a date for the listing of the next hearing. So, yeah, no, it should not take that long. You're going to have to chase them, Olg. I've called them a couple of times, but they keep saying, like, oh, call, call us next month because there's nothing on your file, which kind of like, yeah, six months is long enough. Yeah, no, 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 I would, I would be emailing. I would be emailing to say, it's been six months, you ring all the time, you know, if you can give the dates of the time that you've rang um, in the email, that would be helpful, and tell them exactly what you're waiting for. You're waiting for the court order and you're waiting for the next hearing date. Thank you. Thanks All right. No problem. You're welcome. Lilo, hello, you're next. So this is a bit of a, a long one, really. My husband and I separated in 2014. We sold the house, we split it between us, and then we tried to get a divorce. We've right. Got, I've got as far as a decree, nice eye. Yeah. Okay, but... We did. We got as far as exchanging all our, fi our financial commitments, etc. Yeah. Um. And he got rid of his solicitor. Yeah. And he's refusing to go any further with it. Oh dear. Um. You can't force him to do a voluntary exchange. So the next step for you is going to be making a court application, because right. it will be the judge that now makes the court order. Um, as opposed right. to doing it by agreement, which is a shame, really, um, because if he just yeah. if he'd agree to it, then it just makes life so much easier. I mean, he's done the financial order, and I don't mind. We 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 have pensions, etc. I was working at that point in time, which I'm, I'm actually not working now because I've retired through ill health. Um, and I believe he's coming up to some superannuation retirement and. I think that's why he's not going through with it anymore because he knows that obviously he has to... But, you know, our pensions aren't in line, basically. Right. When you say you've got your financial order, what do you mean? So if you had a financial order, then you wouldn't have to deal with yeah, him? Yeah, we, we exchanged... But, you know, where you fill in the forms. OK, so, you, you've, so you've done your form um, A, you, is it? Say again, sorry. You, have you done your form A? Is that what you mean? Yeah, right. so all my pensions, what I have, and all his pensions that he has, we, we you know, we, that all went into the um, the divorce, but the, I've not got any further now because we're yeah, going so to go to decree it, absolute. Yeah, so it, it sounds to me as if all you've done so far is a financial exchange. So, you know, you've just exchanged yes, documents. That, yeah, so you haven't got your financial order yet. Um, so, no, as I say, if he's either. not willing to go any further, then you're going to have yeah. to make a court application. You do that using the form A, okay? So that's form the A. yeah, that's the form that you need from to to begin that. Right. Okay. All right. And I could do that online. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant! Thanks right. so much for your help. No problem. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, quick question on TikTok. Lady says, I've been divorced or separated for five years. Can I now begin the divorce? Absolutely. Yes, you can. You do it yourself. You do it online. You go to the government website, uh, gov.uk, um, and you just start it yourself, essentially. And yeah, it's it's based on the no-fault divorce. Um, so you don't rely on adultery and reasonable behaviour, any of those old um, facts that we used to rely on. It's just literally that the marriage is broken down irretrievably. 
So yeah, absolutely. Jaffa, now I know you've been here before, so we should be fine with you. What's your question? Yeah, we, we spoke last week about enforcing an order. And yes. There was a time frame in which to I, I had to actually enforce it. You confirmed that there wasn't. Um, you, you also mentioned that um, you would sort of advise to start that enforcement sooner rather than later. And I should have asked at the time, what what sort of why would you advise me to get on and do it is there, um, oh, well, is there a reason why I should yeah, do it yeah simply because when you make your application to enforce it's going to take you three months before you get a hearing date typically I mean you know the, the, the courts differ depending on where you're on the country but we're averaging about three mm. months and of course in all children's cases the court will look to the status quo so what I mean by that is that let's say you were ordered to have 50% of the week and you haven't been mm. having it and then you get back to court the court could say well for the last three months you haven't been having 50 percent so actually we should be starting on alternate weekends so the- oh, sorry this Sorry, this is a financial order. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I beg your pardon. Um, But but even so, it's it's still going to take... You make your enforcement application, it's still going to take you three months, by which time, if the other side then can't pay you what they should have done in those three months Mm -hmm. or four months or whatever because they're pleading financial hardship, there's every chance the Mm -hmm. court won't make that order. They won't enforce that order because they won't enforce an order if if it means someone's out on the street. Do you know what I mean? So depending on the circumstances, um, it Mm -hmm. may not be in your interest to leave it um, too long. Do you see see what I mean? Yeah, I would just just make it. Yeah, just just make it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Jaffa. Okay, bye-bye. Joe, you are next on my list. Uh, It's just a quick question. I've been listening to other uh, people on the platform about divorces, etc. Yeah. Um, I want to divorce my ex-wife. We've been separated out for about four and a half years. Um, she has bought her house and I have bought my own house. Yeah. Um, but I'm not quite sure as to what process to take and where to start. Okay. Um, sorry, Joe. did you say that you had started the divorce? No, 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 no I'm, I'm think, I'm, I want to start it. Okay. Um, I just don't want anything to do with it anymore. Okay, well, that, that's, I mean, I'm only talking about England and Wales, and I do note your beautiful Scottish accent, So, um, but I can only talk to you about England and, and, and Welsh law. But the starting point is going to be to begin your divorce, okay? So you can do that online, um, and you've got to submit the divorce petition first. From there, if you guys cannot agree the financial order between you, then you will then have to make an application to the court so that the judge can make a financial order. But it's no good without okay. starting the divorce. Yeah, so All right. start that good. Later. Absolutely. I mean, if you're ready to, Joe, if you feel that the marriage has broken down irretrievably, then absolutely. It's all done online. There's no blame anymore. We're not using adultery or unreasonable behaviour or anything like that. We're simply telling the court the marriage has broken down irretrievably. And that's it. So that's pretty straightforward. Um, and then once no, you've, no, once no, you've done so. that, yeah, well, yeah, once you've done that, um, you can then either have a chat with her or if that doesn't, um, you know, resolve things, make your court application. And that is for a, uh, a Form A. For me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thanks, Tracy. You're doing a wonderful job. Ah, oh, thank you, Joe. Bye-bye.
Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to let you know, if you're thinking about self-representing in either divorce, finance or children, check out my courses that are available for sale. They're on my website, maloneyfamilylaw.co.uk. I designed them specifically so that you could represent yourself without the need for a solicitor. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Nathy, can I hear you or can you hear me? Yeah, I have actually two questions. Uh, first uh, question is about uh, fault. Now is um, no divorce fault. And this is only the one option of uh, start the process of divorce or the old fashion also still is available? No, the old system isn't available anymore, Nathy. It is simply um, irretrievable breakdown of the marriage now. So there is no blame anymore. Um, all those no blame, at no, all. no blame at all no we've got rid of adultery unreasonable behavior separation yeah. they've all gone okay and the second question is because i'm just preparing for divorce uh, process yeah and i'm worried about the financial order i yeah. know about one property which my husband owns but is abroad i don't have any evidence like no address i know that is his um, apartment there how i can prove that he own it uh, just in case if he will try to hide it or i don't know the solicitor is able to do this um, well, not not if the property's abroad, no, because we, we can get yeah. access to property in the UK by, by reaching out to land registry, but it would it would depend, I suppose, on the laws abroad. You might be able to contact a solicitor in that country to help you. Um but yeah, we wouldn't be able to do a search for a company for for a house that's abroad. All oh, right, because he has two actually houses and one here. So about here is no problem. About abroad, I have for only one address, and the second apartment is no address. I don't know the the, the address. That's why I don't have any evident evidence, no photos even. Uh, so that's that's why I'm just wondering how I can find out. Yeah, I I would I would suggest that you contact a solicitor in that country to maybe assist you with that. Okay. All right. Great. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Um, bye. Quick, bye. Quick question on the TikTok. Someone said, how do we get the financial order on our own? You would simply start by doing the Form A. Okay, you've got to do some mediation first of all, and then you would download the Form A. And of course, don't forget, guys, head over to my website because the courses are all out now. Um, so they all went um, out. Uh, they were made live yesterday at nine o'clock. So you're, the, the financial course is specifically to help you if you want to do it on your own. And Ashley, I'm going to come to you in one second, but another quick question on TikTok was, do I have to have legal representation at court? We can't afford it and need to do it on our own. Absolutely not. If you can't afford it, then you can do it on your own. And that's half the reason why I do all these lives, to help you guys do it on your own. Ashley, what's your question? Me and separated. Yeah. Um, on day, and we're progressing with the sale of the house and um, taking legal advice to find out what I'm entitled to in terms of equity. Um, when we moved into the property eight years ago, yeah. her father um, gave us £30,000, which at the time was called part of her inheritance. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, gave both her brothers the same amount of money. And that money 
plus the equity in our previous house was used to buy the current house that we're in at the moment. Yeah. Can you ask for the £30,000 back first and then we split the equity or is that all rolled into one and we split it if we agree 50-50 or whatever we agree? Yeah, so on, obviously, Ashley, without having a specific consultation with you, I can't give you any advice. But what I will tell you is the longer the marriage the more that that money will be absorbed into the marriage, okay? So if the marriage is sort of two or three years, chances are she might be able to argue that she gets that lump sum back and thereafter it's divided 50-50 or whatever the percentages are that are appropriate. But if this marriage is, you know, 15, 20 years and and this transaction happened 15 or 20 years ago, the court would probably go with the view that actually it's now been absorbed into the marriage yeah, we've been married 10 years and the, and the money was gifted to us eight years ago. So. Eight years ago, yeah. Um, and of course, the, what the court's also going to look at, Ashley, is let's say we've got, I don't know, 100,000 of equity. And if we take away that 30 and we've only got 70 left, well, then we might be doing one of the parties an injustice because the court's going to have to look at both parties' housing needs. So if by taking that 30,000 away, it doesn't allow the court to cater for everyone's needs, they will leave it in the pot, Okay. So again, that's another yeah. that's another factor that we'll look at. What do we have available to us? Can we afford to take away that thirty thousand? Right. Okay. All Thank right. You. You're welcome. Um, there's a second question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Just on our current situation, um, she she left the house and took my son with me with her, um, and then she's she's come back and we've got an arrangement where. I stay in the house three nights a week and look after my son as she goes to her parents uh, and then we flip reverse that for the rest of the week. Um, I'm currently living in my, my parents a couple of nights a week and I'm virtually homeless for the rest of the time that I'm out there because I'm 43 years old and living with my parents and in their 70s it's quite difficult. Um, we both work from home. I want to go back to the house and live in the spare room and work on the dining room table as I usually do um, but she's refusing do I have any right to go back to the house or can she stop me she can stop you I mean typically if you have already moved out ideally it's not you know perfect with your parents but and you know and, and the relationship has broken down and you are you know moving on with the divorce chances are the court's not going to really want you going back um and, and especially if she objects to you going back, Ashley, I think she'd probably succeed in keeping you out, if I'm honest, even though you're a legal owner of that property. Um, the best thing to do, I think, is to just crack on and sort out the, the finances, really, so you know where you stand. Yeah, and my situation is, is I'm going to have to borrow money so I can get myself set up in a, um, in a new house before yeah. getting any of the equity out of the house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. you. All yeah. Right. Thank you very much. Okay, right. you're welcome. Really you're welcome. Thank, Thank you, Ashley. Um, I had a quick question there on Discord. Having a disabled child does that influence the financial order? A child will. Uh, full stop. You know that's one of the reasons we move away from fifty-fifty. A disabled child will, of course, um, and of course it will depend on the disabilities as to if it impacts any further away from 50-50, okay? But yes, it will have an impact. Um, Alastair, what's your question? Yeah, so I've got a child arrangement order in place for our uh, three-year-old. I'm looking to kind of amend that um, due to just to kind of get some extra time um, with my son. Currently, it's just 
um, it was set on previous work arrangements of one full day and then four hours on another day. Um, there's no overnight contact because uh, my ex uh, it's believed that she's still weaning our child off uh, from breastfeeding. Couple of things I'd, I'd like to uh, obviously increase that time, but also then kind of support in moving that transition of you know spending overnight um, as he weans it off and supporting with that process. Um, but she's basically ignoring it. Um, she doesn't want to kind of engage in that conversation. So I thought the well the, the thing I've done is I've gone through mediation or I've uh, attempted to contact a mediator. <clears throat> had my had my initial uh, assessment, um, and she's due then to contact um, my ex uh, this week. But we are expecting her not to not to mediate. Is the next option court after that? Yes, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, if she's not willing to <clears throat> negotiate with you and to try and remedy that at mediation, um, then yes, it will be a court application. Sadly. Um, where you will just be asking the court, it's a C100 form um, and you're yeah. ticking the child arrangements order. That's the, that's the order that you're asking the court for. Um, and you're just simply asking for a regular framework of contact, taking into the fact that, you know, she's weaning the child and obviously it will start small and it will build up. Um, yeah. But the court will support you because if you listen to me regularly, you'll know that, you know, the law, I always say what the law says is that it's the child's right to have a relationship with both parents. Um, so they will yeah. be looking to, to get you some sort of contact for sure. Yeah, that's brilliant. Okay. All right. That's great. Okay. Thanks, Alastair. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, Pal, you are next up. What's your question? My husband and I have been separated for three years. Yeah. We have two small children. He currently pays me £1,500 a month for whatever it is that I need. Yeah. But just GSA and actually getting child maintenance, breaking down the money that he contributes or not? Does so, it not make a difference? So I, I lost a little bit there. I heard the 1500 and then I heard, does it make a difference? So just, just fill in the gap for me, pal. £1,500 yeah. per month from my husband. We yeah, heard two that. small children. Yeah. Um, it's not allocated to anything specific. Yes. But I'm wondering, should I have it actually allocated? Like, for example, you know, child maintenance, X amount. Does it make any I difference see. to me at all? I see. It will. Did you say that you were you married, pal, or going through a divorce? Um, we're married, but yeah. separated now okay. for almost three years. Okay. So, yes, it will make a huge difference because if the payment, half of it is for child maintenance and half of it is for spousal maintenance, then you have sort of established that you have a need for that spousal maintenance. Okay. So that's important. Okay. I would be getting that in writing that actually the intention is half for you, half for the kids or whatever proportion you feel appropriate. Well, no, I, I think I think he sees it as for the mortgage. Yeah, and that's it. But I'm on universal credits. He's, um, you know, he's got a super career. Um, I'm really, really struggling. And every time I bring up money situation with him, he doesn't want to know. He just thinks, says, well, I give you £1,500, which, you know, great. I'm not saying it doesn't help. But I just wondered whether I should actually have it recognised as you pay extra child maintenance. Um, yeah. The the only way to do that is to get a financial order. Um, if it's for, if he's paying the mortgage, it will be treated as spousal maintenance. You can't get your okay. financial order until you start your divorce. 
So that, that would need to kick off first and then we would get the order and within the order it would be written down what the £1,500 is for. Okay, and you suggest that that's exactly what I should do? I would suggest it, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. great. All right. Thank you. And, Thank and you. also, sorry, just one quick question. Now, if he wanted to sell the house, um, yeah. is he able to? Um, depends if, if the house is needed for children. So, so basically, obviously, it's no fault divorce now, um, but it was a case of adultery, lots of. Um, he left. Um, we have two small children, one, four, one, seven now. Um, you know, that's that's their home. That's always been their home. So, yeah, as I say, if, if, it, if it satisfies the housing needs of the children, he may struggle to sell. But it's not a straightforward answer, pal. I mean, if, if he was to do that, I'm going to suggest you take some legal advice. Okay. All right. Okay, then, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh, quick question on TikTok. Um, someone keeps emailing or texting me to say the position statement's late. The other side haven't filed it and it was meant to be due in today. Um, it's quite common for position statements to be late. Sometimes we will get them the morning of the hearing. Sometimes an hour before we go into court, I'll get the other side's position statement. So by all means, chase them, but it's not unusual. Uh, KK, what's your question? Uh, right, so... Um... Very long story, so I'll cut it short. Okay. But, um, I have to go for an enforcement order for a uh, financial remedy. Um, basically, my ex-wife, my, my now ex-wife, has um, she kind of take she took the house off the market because we're trying to sell the house. Yeah. Uh, with and we've both got joint conduct of sale. Now, without my knowing, she actually took the house off the market for about four weeks. Um, yeah. Once I found out, I kind of obviously asked what was going on, why, why it was removed from the market. Um, yeah. And since then, her solicitors have actually completely ignored us. Um, we've had no information from them whatsoever. We've gone to the, um, the enforcement or, um, hearing and the judge just adjourned the hearing saying that there was no, not enough evidence. Now, I, I actually provided to the court um, evidence that the actual house was taken off the market. It was due to her. Um, so my position initially was going to be, you know, um, possession rights of the house, so sole possession of the house and sole rights of sale. Um, but because the house is now back on the market, I said, okay, well, I'll, I won't go for the, um, the sole possession, but I do still want um, sole conduct of sale because she's going to keep doing this. She's going to keep trying to delay the sale. Now, right. the, the hearing itself is adjourned for um, six weeks. Yeah. So we have to go back in six weeks. So I'm, I'm not sure where I stand now because I feel like she's just going to keep doing things like this to kind of... Well, you, you've, making... you've made your application and you weren't successful because the court said that you didn't have enough evidence. So therein lies yeah. the answer to your question. You have got to provide far more evidence to the court. And in what form that evidence takes, I don't know. But because obviously I don't know, I don't know enough about your case. But essentially, yeah. the court aren't saying no; they're simply saying, having looked at the order and then looked at your application, there's not enough evidence here for us to enforce this application. Or oh, sorry, this order. So right. I, I don't know what you provided them with, but you're going to have to get far more evidence if, if if you want the court to enforce the order and give you sole conduct of the sale. 
And that might be okay, I mean, that might be an email sorry. from the estate agent confirming that they took it off the market. That might well, be that's one of the things that I did provide to them. I actually got the solicitors to um, send me the evidence saying that it was removed from the market from X to Y because right. of her. Okay, and and then we need we need the reasons as to why she did that. You know, was was there a good reason as to why she did that? So if you're writing to her to say, I understand the property's been taken off the market, please give me the reasons, and she's not responding to you, that letter needs to go into evidence as well. The letters that you're sending to her solicitor chasing the things up and not getting a response, that needs to go into evidence as well. So it it just seems to me there's a lot more evidence. It's quite ridiculous because... um, It it is, but... But if you're if you're if you're asking the court for an enforcement order, then you have to give them as much evidence as they feel it, the situation warrants. And I know it's ridiculous. Sure. That's why you're in court. You know, it's all it yeah. can all be a bit ridiculous, really. Well, I mean, one of the actual things that I find really difficult to kind of understand is that um, I was only made aware that my divorce had gone through because I was researching things to provide as evidence for the enforcement hearing. Right. We'd actually been divorced since October, but nobody had actually informed me, all my solicitors, that that had happened. Well, I would be suggesting the court have definitely let both of you know, and it will be whatever contact details are on the court file for that. So if you had solicitors at the time, they would have let the solicitors know. Um, so it really... Um, uh, will depend on whether your solicitors provided that to you. That might not be the court's uh, fault. Right, okay. All right? Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for that. For that. Okay. All right, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, Janet, you are next on the list. What's your question? Last week, last Wednesday, I yeah. was in court um, for my children. I have spoke to you before. Mm. And because I couldn't get a doctor's letter in time, they adjourned it. And then the day after, the doctor, my GP, said that he was unable to provide a letter to court. Then the court told me off for just showing the doctor the actual paragraph on the CAFCAS report, so then he knew what he had to reply to. And it, honestly, um, my kids have been alienated for two years. I see them before Christmas, and then it's done again. So what's your question of me, Janet? Are you back in court again soon and you don't know what to do about the doctor's letter now? Yes, crazy. Okay. I mean, you, you can't show anybody, even your GP, the CAFCAS report. The only person you can show is, is a solicitor if you have one, okay? So the, the best thing to have done, and, and I know that this is almost, you know... Um, telling you after the event, but the best thing to do is to write to the doctor to say, this is what the court have asked for and this is why. So obviously you are relying on your medical evidence to prove, to prove something. Um, and that way the court will then, the, the doctor, sorry, will give you a letter. And it might be to say that, you know, this is the medication that you're on or that your mental health is fine. I mean, we, we do this routinely where excuse me, where the judge wants evidence of somebody's, you know, that they're, they're in good health, essentially. Um, you know, do they have any issues that the court need to be aware of? So all you can do, Janet, is go back. Don't worry about, look, don't worry about the judge telling you off. The, look, I know it's a little bit hard at the time, um, but it, it happens. We get grumpy judges. They're a bit short with us sometimes. God knows I've been told enough, off enough loads of times in court over the years. So don't worry about that so much. The, the bigger picture stuff is that you still need to get that letter from the doctor. So, but, but don't yeah, be showing um... them the CAFCAS report. 
Yeah, um, I've had asthma since I was 15, yeah. which is 42 years. Yeah. And I had cancer, and yeah. that was 12 years ago. Yeah. So I've contacted the hospital, and they've confirmed no admissions for 10 years. Okay. And the, the cancer was just, you know, in, at the cancer operation, um, they checked up on me, and they, they, they discharged me. Yeah. But what beats my brow is I ran after my two children for four and a half years. And it just seems like every corner I think I'm getting somewhere because the CapCast report was excellent. Yeah. The only thing I didn't disagree with was I wanted them alternate Christmases. Yeah. So um, her solicitor rang 10 minutes before. And now she was trying to throw me off and she even asked me to pay to have the dogs kenneled so she could come to where I live. You know, I thought the dogs would have been her responsibility. Yeah. So now I have to pay the train fare and for the dogs and supply a phone for FaceTime and the bill's going through the roof. Yeah. You need And you need to tell the court that, Janet, that with the best will in the world, you can't afford this and there's got to be some arrangement here with regard to who's paying what. Well, I think, I don't, they're going to send, they've asked her solicitor, because she's, she's also cried domestic, uh, not domestic, yeah, domestic, um, the what, emotional and psychological abuse, but she's done that to get legal aid, because I never laid a finger on her. So, um, that's why that's been done. So, her solicitor's been told to do the order, and it should be with us in five to ten days. Now, I can show that one to the doctor because they've wrote it in. Good, yeah. So I'm yeah. going to take it to my GP, and if he says no, I'll say, well, can you tell, put it in a letter, the reasons why it's no. I can't I can't turn water into wine, can I? I can't yeah. get what they won't give me. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But I think as long as you get a letter from your GP explaining why, that should be okay. Right, because I saw right. the kids once before Christmas for an hour and that was in a contact centre. I'm, I'm 57, you know. Yeah. It, it's just so annoying, Tracy. Yeah, I know, I know. But the court, the court's got to be satisfied of that evidence, Janet. Keep going, keep going. And look, just email me. Rather than coming back on the Discord, drop me an email if, if you get stuck with the doctors again, OK? I did email, yeah. Oh, did you? Um, did I answer? Somebody, somebody. No, you didn't oh. answer me, and I really needed you. Oh, Janet, I'm so sorry. When did you email me? I'm sure I answer all of them. Well, I'll, I'll try to anyway. September. Oh, I'm sorry, I asked you Janet. you to represent me. Did I? You're the best in your job. Oh, bless you. Look, it... and with it being the same sex relationship, yeah, the cat yeah. even even said that I can have PR. And you know yourself, getting PR in the same sex relationship is really yeah, difficult. It is, it really is, it really is. Look, Janet... They've they said, oh, right, I'm sorry. No, it's oh, fine, oh, it's oh, fine. Oh, no, it's okay. fine, Janet. I want you to email me, OK? And and sorry. I won't... I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I answer this one. Drop me an email tonight and I'll come back to you, OK? And that way we can Thank keep you, in touch. Jason. You're welcome. No You're problem. Thank, Thank you, Janet. Bye. OK, bye-bye. Kales, uh, what's your question? I feel bad now because I missed her email and she sent me an email in September. And oh, I do, I do try, guys. I try to get, I try to get back. Kales, oh sorry, we can't hear you, Kales. Um, sorry, a quick question that that's thrown me a little bit. Um, 
a quick question on the TikTok. Um, you said, what's going to happen at the first hearing? Section 7 report um, has been recommended, then the court will order that. The court will order a Section 7 report to be done, and chances are contact may not be um, ordered or agreed between the parties until that's done. And another quick question, someone said, why can't she show? Why couldn't Janet show the doctor the Kafkas report? Because papers in a children's case, or any case for that matter, are confidential and they are private, and we have the privacy warning all over them that you can't go showing anything anybody outside of the judge the solicitors and the parties involved you can't even show the children um anything to do with the with the court case so that's why uh lou let's try you again basically i had my first mediation today with my um, my husband um, yeah. separated in october um it didn't go well i applied for the mediation it turned up it's basically, I live in Teesside, I'm originally from Rotherham, I have no family up here, I've decided to move with the two small children back down to Rotherham. Yeah. So I applied for mediation because I've had threats of social services, put in a petition to stop me from moving. Eventually before Christmas came to the terms that understanding that yes, it's the right place for you and the kids to be. But the consider level is asking for is every weekend for me to travel up to Teesside and drop them off and pick them up. Is asking for six weeks a year out of school holidays, even though he only gets four weeks of holiday a year. He wants his mum to have two weeks holiday <laughs> up in Teesside, and he also wants to take him out of school two weeks every year to take him abroad. I've gone in and I've said to the mediator, every other weekend, I will drop off, he can pick up. I'll drop off on the Friday, he can pick up off on Sunday, etc., etc. vice versa, we can meet halfway. I'm happy to do that, but I'm not going to do both legs. I've said he can have four weeks holiday a year because that's the amount of holidays he gets a year, but only seven days stints because my three-year-old daughter does not like being away from me. When, when, she, when he has him now for like two nights, she just screams the whole time wanting mummy. I said, but that will be renegotiated next year when she's a bit older and a bit more aware of the situation that mummy and daddy aren't together, etc., etc. My six-year-old sort of coming to terms with it already. He's fine. And then I said... Um, Birthdays, even if it's my weekend, they will have the night the night before with you, so you wake up the children. Their birthdays will alternate, Christmas will alternate, and he's basically not agreed to any of that. So we've got another mediation uh, coming up. I'm waiting for them to email me back and give me a date of the next mediation. But my concern is now, if we don't come to some sort of agreement, he's, he's tried to ring me after the mediation for us to discuss things, but we're not in a position where we can have an adult conversation where we're not amicable at all with each other. Not on my side, on his side, but to have the police out twice. He's tried to break my door down. Uh, while the What's, been in the Lou, office. Lou, I appreciate that. What's your oh. question of me? Right, question. So, um, so basically the question is, if we go to mediation again, he doesn't agree, am I still in my legal right to move to Rotherham and say to him, it's four weeks a year, it's every other weekend, until I hear from the courts, or should I do a C one hundred? I mean, look, if there's no court order in place, Lou, there's nothing stopping you from moving. That's the legal okay. position, okay? So there's nothing to prevent you from going. Um, if he wishes to go to court and apply for a prohibited steps order, for example, then he can yeah. do that. So that, that would have to be my answer to you. If there's nothing in place in the courts at the moment stopping you from going, then you could go. 
Now, I'm not saying that would be in the best interest of the children, but that's not the question you asked me. All right, so I hope that helps. Okay, so if I move next month and then he puts a petition in afterwards, will they summon me to come back? Probably not, because if you were to move next month and then he puts a C100 in, we're going to get three months before the hearing date, by which time you're probably settled. Yeah, okay. All right. All right that's fine. Uh, last, last quick question. Um, I'm assuming you work for a firm. Would I be able to get them details so I could potentially look into your firm? So solicitor that I've got at the minute um, is not really getting back to me and stuff. So um, I want to have something in place ready in case I do need to have a yeah. sister ready. Yeah, absolutely, Lou. I mean, you could just drop me an email. Um, I mean, obviously, I get busy from time to time. It kind of goes in fits and starts, this job. So, you know, all of a sudden, there's loads of applications to be made to the court. And then other times, it can go really quiet. But absolutely, yeah. I mean, if I can help at all, I will. Where do I get the email address from? Oh, just go into my... Just uh, but, yeah, on the link on yeah, the social medias. On the link. So if you go into any of the social medias, Lou, the in TikTok, the, the Instagram, uh-huh. the Facebook, it'll all be in the bio at the top, my, my email address. Fantastic. Thank all you right. so much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks, Lou. Thank um, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Janet, you're still in the audience, so I hope you heard that, love. My email address, if you don't know it, because um, I know you're a bit upset, you go into TikTok or Insta or Facebook and it'll be in the bio. Paddy has it everywhere. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. Just wanted to jump in and let you guys know that what you're actually listening to is people on my Discord channel um, who ask me questions when I go live every Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday between six and seven. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, by all means, feel free to join me. Or alternatively, if you just check out my Discord uh, channel anyway, you'll see that we've got three forums covering divorce, finance and children. So if you wanted to leave a question there, then one of the members of my community will be able to help. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Matt, you are next on the list. Quite similar to uh, the person before, actually, um, but I suppose I'm a bit further down the line. Um, About a year ago, I split up with um, my partner. We weren't married, but we were engaged for a short period of time. Uh, I've got two kids, uh, four and one. Uh, she, she, her, her wishes to move from Manchester down to Cardiff, which is about 180 miles away. But I, I sort of opposed the move. Um, I had to put an urgent application in last August because uh, she moved without consent. Uh, this was after the C100 application. Um, we basically got the second hearing in about four weeks' time. I've just spoken to my CAFCAS officer. Um, one of the questions I had for you, well, there's a couple of questions really, but the first one is particularly around the property that we've got. So the property went on the market and we agreed to sell it initially, then she reversed out of that. I'm still paying for half of the mortgage payments on that property. Yeah. Whilst I'm now in another property that I've had to uh, take out a massive sort of loan from my parents to to pay for so i've basically got two mortgages at the moment do i still have to pay that other mortgage that i don't or don't have access to the property because she yeah. changed a lot so yeah. a year ago um and what's my position in terms of forcing a sale yeah so um i'll start with the first question matt i mean legally speaking you are on the mortgage at that first property and therefore you will always be responsible you will share responsibility i assume with her if she's a joint mortgage for those repayments 
However, what the law says when the court gets involved is that actually the person who wishes to remain in the property should be responsible for the mortgage repayments. And if they need help, then they should be making an application for maintenance from you, for example. Now, you're not married, um, so she can't claim spousal maintenance. The only thing she could claim would be maintenance on behalf of the children, which is a Schedule 1 application. Um, so that's how I would answer that one. Yeah. The second. She's already gone to CMS. Yeah, but so I thought if I if I didn't pay my 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 sort of half of the mortgage, wouldn't that affect my mortgage, my credit history and things? Yeah, absolutely. If she's not going to pay it, then yes, absolutely. Um, so mm. and and the CMS is different to a Schedule One application. Okay, so so just know that. So what you would need to do if you need to stop paying the mortgage and she isn't in agreement taking the mortgage on. Um, 100% herself, then you can only get an order for sale by going to the court. Now, then the court's going to be interested in, well, do the children need to be housed in that property and what are her options to move elsewhere? And this is where you're, you need to take some legal advice, okay? Because it's not as clean cut as just going to court and getting an order for sale. That's the answer to the question. Um, but yeah. you, you, you are going to need some legal advice because what you don't know and what I don't know at this stage, because I don't know anything um, about your case, is what your prospects of success would be. And that's the key to getting the advice. All is right? it the property or the children? The property. you've got two. The property. Okay. In, in terms yeah. of your okay. success for an application for an order for sale is what I'm talking about. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matt. Yeah, perfect. Um, All right. Yeah, that's, I, 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 think, I think that was about it. Okay, I'll leave that one with you. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, Tara, you are next on the list whenever you're ready. I do hope that this might ring some bells because I have spoken to you previously before. Um, so I broke up with my husband two years ago um, and everything was very amicable for a while and we divorced um, sold our house and split our assets and you drew up a um, clean breakup order for us. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then he refused to sign that. Um, I've tried mediation a few times um, and I've started my Form A today. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that process because obviously it's been going on a long time now and I'm quite anxious about it. Um, yeah. We've got a daughter. So I've obviously in order to house my daughter, um, I've invested my money from the old house, the marital home, into a new property. Um, so obviously I'm just a bit anxious kind of moving forward because um, I want to keep her safe and, and things like that. You, you, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, Tara. So are you asking me for <laughs> the details of the actual court process and what's involved? Or is it that you... Yeah, you, yeah okay. A so, little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm quite anxious because he has not housed himself since our separation two years ago. Right. He's currently homeless. And, it, and this is another thing um, that's caused me... Where, where's, where's, where's he living? In his business um, uh, unit in, in, where he works. And how long has he been living there? there? How long has he been living there for? Um, he lived there from, he stayed at the marital home for a few months, uh, and then he moved there in the January after he separated in October. Um, then he did get a shared home for a bit, but he got evicted from that. Why? Which was last February. I don't know. He wouldn't tell me. Does he have <laughs> any, does he have any other responsibilities, Tara? 
if we've got a child, we've got a, a no, 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 no. Yeah, but the child lives with you. Does he have any responsibilities? No, no. <laughs> well. Just look after himself. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a grown man then. Of course he can provide for himself. Yeah. The court would say, get okay. on with it. He can he can just go yeah. and get a shared room he got, somewhere. He got 41%. We agreed he got 41%. I got... Um, well, the thing... Yeah, the thing is... Yeah, the thing is, though, Tara, that, that's all up for debate yeah. still, isn't it? Because you've just said he wouldn't yeah. sign the clean break yeah. order. The no, transaction, yeah, exactly, yeah. the transaction's taken place, but if he hasn't signed it, yeah. then we, we could potentially yeah. be back to square one again. But anyway, the process, yeah. I know that's what, what you've jumped on to ask me. The process, you're yeah. going to have to take some advice about what he might be entitled to. I can't answer that on Discord. But the process is simply that you're going to get a hearing mm -hmm. date. And that hearing yeah. date will probably be in three months' time. And then you're going to have forms okay. to fill in. Now, my worry yeah. for you, Tara, is that you will do all your forms and execute them beautifully. I know you will, yeah. but he probably won't. Yeah. So then no, you are yeah. going to have that painful, yeah. painful experience mm. of the first hearing being yeah. adjourned and possibly the second yeah. one. And so it goes on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but... He just drags everything out and it, he won't work with me at all Um you know, with our childcare as well, that's a nightmare because he's got nowhere to live. You know, the whole thing is just ridiculous, really. It, it, I've tried it, mediation, I've tried talking to him, we, we just get nowhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's quite hard. I'm I'm not I'm not sure that the court's going to have much patience for for that kind of defence. That he's okay. you know he's a bit vulnerable. Yeah. If I'm perfectly honest with you, I think they'll they'll okay. ask him to just sort himself out. Well, a good judge will. Yeah, yeah. This is this is my worry that he'll play the vulnerability card. He keeps saying I've made him homeless. You know, he keeps saying I've taken his daughter away. He's allowed to see his daughter whenever he likes, but he doesn't have a home for her to live in. Um, and he says that to her, you know, he says, Mummy, stop and you see me. I drop her off. He doesn't drive either and I drop her off and pick her up. You know, he can see her any time. Yeah. But he doesn't back now. So, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I think that's my worry is the judge will side with him. I doubt that very much. The judge is going to side. A judge is going to side with. Yeah, judge will side with the child, Tara. It's the child's needs that will come first. Don't worry about that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fab. Is it, is it worth All right. Inside the four me me doing a C one hundred to kind of sort things out. Uh, well, will that not? Well, I just let him do that if he only, yeah, I would, yeah. I mean, unless unless he's threatening to remove her from your care, if he wants to have contact, let him do the C100. You're going to have I enough thought, on yeah. your plate thought, doing the finances. Yeah. All it's, right? That's, that's what I thought, yeah. Fab. Okay, thanks, so thanks Tara. Thank you. Um, thank you, Bye. Thank you, Missy. Mart, I'm so sorry. I did not see you there with your hand up. I apologise. Missy's screaming at me here on the TikTok to let me know. What's your question, Mart? Oh, sorry, no, I've got C. Taylor first. Mart, you are definitely next on the list. In court proceedings at the yeah. moment. Yeah. And not a lot of evidence has been allowed because there is a significant amount. Um, I have so much more evidence that I need to be put in. Um, if the judge has limited it, how do I get more evidence put in? What do you mean the judge has limited it? Um, limited the amount of pages, words? Sorry? Limited the amount of pages or words or...? Yeah. so we're allowed 10 pages. I, I'm allowed 10 pages that, of evidence. That, that's plenty and that won't include your exhibits. All right, so 10 pages oh. will be your statement, I would have thought. Um, re read the order, but normally it will say statement limited to 10 pages, um, but that won't be your exhibits, and your exhibits will be your evidence. Okay. All right. Have a check. Of, how could yeah. you have a check of the order? If you're still not sure, drop me an email. But usually where they say 10 pages, they're referring to the... Um, 
to the uh, statement itself. Okay. All right. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, can I have just quickly one more question? Yeah, yeah. If, in, if the father is um, not handing his paperwork in, he's asked for six extensions already, what happens if he doesn't hand it in? What paperwork are you talking about, sorry? Is this a children's application? Um, it is. Uh, it's a non-molestation order. Um, yeah, it's a non-molestation order and it's been combined with a child order. So his, his evidence for... Defending the non-mol. Yeah, his defence. So his uh, replying statement. Well, if he... he, Yeah, if he doesn't hand it in, then he's got no defence. So the court will just rule in your favour and give you the non-mol. They'll have no option but to do that. The non-mol's already been over a year, so it's neither here nor there. I just want it to go on his record for future girlfriends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see what he's been like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I wouldn't... I'd be pressing the court at the next hearing. So, look, it's been a year now. Um, I'm still vulnerable. Um, You know, I'm still at risk of of attack or abuse or whatever it might be. Um, And he's not taking this seriously. I'm asking the court to make an order in the absence of that evidence. Yeah. All right. I am, I am, I have got solicitors, so do I just ask her to? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're doing amazing. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Hiya, Mart. How are you? Hi, Tracy. I'm so, I'm so I'm so sorry. I genuinely didn't see you there this evening. Only for Missy telling oh, me. Sorry, <laughs> it's been busy tonight. No, it's always busy on a Monday. Um, how can I help? Um, I split up with my ex four years ago, and yeah. all she has done is hate me for it. I have three wonderful boys with her. Is it right for her to badmouth me to the kids and also not feed my boys properly, like microwave meals or even noodles the majority of the week? When When the boys come to me, they always feel hungry, um, I always cook them something and try my best for my kids. I pay full maintenance, which I don't think gets used for what the boys need. Um, she's been known to treat my eldest unfairly um, by physical abuse, accidentally hurting his younger brother. Um, I'm trying to see where the question is. I need to see if. Oh, I need. Oh, what should I do if this carries on in a legal way? Um, there's been times where I want to do just go and get my boys. So I'd say a safeguarding issue. So it's going to be the C100, isn't it? Unless he's got a, an order in place at the moment, which I, I couldn't I couldn't establish from what he, he left by way of his question. So if he already has a child arrangements order in place, he's going to be doing the C79 to enforce it. But if he doesn't have the child arrangements order in place and he needs one, then it's the C100, okay? And that way he gets to see his boys on a regular basis. Now, as part of that C100, when he's filling it out, if he feels that there's neglect going on or abuse to include alienating him from, uh, alienating the children from him, then he can tick those boxes and the court will then investigate that through CAFCAS. So that that's what no he worries. needs to do, yeah. No worries. Right. I, I know he's listening, so I know he's taking that on board. And the right. next one is a mortgage. Um, yeah. A mortgage question. Yeah, yeah. I've been paying the mortgage for three years. My name is on the mortgage, and my me- my ex is on the mortgage too. He doesn't live with me, but he's got a solicitor, and I've had two letters from the solicitor requesting for me to sell the house, or he wants the equity. 
Um, we have two kids, 13 and 7. I can't afford a solicitor. Yeah. And he's taking me to court. Yeah. But his solicitors here say they will put the court costs onto me. Where yeah. do I stand? Okay. The first thing I would say is you very, very rarely get court costs in family, in family cases. So she needn't worry about that. Uh, regardless of what his solicitor is telling her, only a court order could remove her from the property. Um, and of course, it's generally, if there's children involved, then it's the housing needs of the child or the children that will come first. So regardless of the fact that he wants his money, if actually that money's better served by housing children until they're 18, he may well have to wait. And that's called a measure order. Now, I appreciate that lots of you can't afford the legal advice ongoing, and I, I totally get that. It's expensive. But what I do say to anybody who is coming up against solicitor's letters is at least give some thought to having that one-hour consultation because, trust me, they're as good as therapy. Once you know what you're legally entitled to... A, at least you're assured, but B, more importantly, if the other side do make a court application, you know when you get to court what you're asking the court for because you know what you're legally entitled to. So that's always an option. Yeah. Never feel that you are committed to a solicitor just because you, um, you've asked them for an hour's of advice, okay? But I, yeah, I don't no think worries. she's got too much to worry about that one, Mart, if she's listening. Yeah, no worries. All I'm right. Just, i got a really, really quick one. Yeah. Um, my child, my children are on LTFC. Can I get them home? And if so, how hard is it? LTFC. LTFC. What's that? LTFC. Yeah. I, I'm gonna kill. L L L T. Lima Tango Football. Whatever. Charlie. Charlie. I don't. I don't know what that is. LTFC. Anyone know what LTFC I'm, is? I'm, Oh, long-term foster care. Thank you, love yeah. life coach for singles. Um, long-term foster care. Sorry, what was the question now, Mark? Can she get them back? Yeah, can oh. she get them back and how hard is it? Well, I mean, the fact that it's in foster care, that's a good thing, but they're not being placed for adoption. Um, she needs to have a chat with a social worker. I wouldn't have a clue how hard that will be. I'm going to assume that, yes, there's every opportunity that she'd be able to get them back, um, but she's going to have to... She obviously um, knows why they were taken away from her in the first place, um, and I'm guessing that social services will be looking to her to have remedied whatever it is that she's done to have them removed. Um, so if that's remedied and she can show that, you know, the children will be safe in her care, then she needs to make that application. But I always say to people where we've got social services involved, you've got to get their support. You've got to go back to them and say, look, I've changed. I've worked hard. I've given up whatever you were addicted to, whatever it might be. You know, are you now going to support me if I make an application? Because that's so important that social services um, give you the backing. All right. Thanks, Fab. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Quick question on TikTok. Somebody said, my partner hasn't seen his child for 20 months. Um, what to put on the C100? You are ticking child arrangements order on that C100 and you're telling the court, I haven't seen my child for 20 months and I'm looking for a regular framework of contact. That's all you put on the C100, okay? Um, Gemma, what's your question? At the end of next month, I'll be able to apply for... Uh, um a final order to finalise my divorce. Yeah. Um, what my question is, because I'm a bit confused, we've got no conflict as to 
who gets what because we have a joint property together we're we're not fighting with each other for different things but i've read about when you get divorced you're not you're only legally not together but you're still connected financially that's right the question is what document can i get to say that once Ah. we're not married yep so oh, my money is my money and his money is his money. So what you're looking we don't for need any help organizing yes. who gets what. So what you're looking for, Gemma, is what we call a financial order. And in your case, okay. because you've got nothing to divide between you, it would be a clean break financial order. A clean okay. Break. Yeah. And can I do that before or after the divorce has been finalised? As long as you've got your conditional order, which you have now, you uh-huh. can you can do uh-huh. it now. But but if you for those of you listening, if you've already got your final order for divorce, you can still do it. But you have to have your conditional order before you can put that into court. Okay. All right. So you and can, can do I that do now. It after the divorce has been finalised. Yes, Is you can. Possible? Yeah, so, absolutely. Because we, we still have the property, but we're still deciding what to do with it because I want to okay. buy them out. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to delay the, the divorce being finalised because we don't know what's happening with the house. Okay. And I, and, I, and I don't know if, like, by closing the divorce case, it's more complicated to no. get the clean break order no. afterwards. No, not at all. Not at all, Gemma. You'll be able to get the clean break order after the, the divorce as well. That's going to be absolutely fine. Okay, perfect. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, Quick question on TikTok just before I sign off for the evening. Can we still do mediation even though we have a court order? Absolutely. Mediation is ongoing. I'm a big advocate of mediation. Um, You can do that at any time. I don't know who asked that question, but I did see that on TikTok. Um, Guys, we are at our time. It's five past seven. I'm going to sign off there. A few bits and pieces to do. I am back here tomorrow night at six o'clock again. Apologies to those of you still with your hands up in the lounge. But I am back six or seven tomorrow. So be sure to be early and get your hand up soon. All right, until then, I will see you later. Bye-bye.